0: Do my other things, well, of so I know it's the end of the week, and I know it's the end of the work week. And I usually do things on Mondays and Wednesdays, but you know what? I'm gonna be straight up honest with you. Um, I've been getting myself prepared for the, the final examination that's supposed to be happening next week, and um, it's a lot, it's a whole lot. Okay, it's cold as hell in Georgia. I want to emphasize that it's cold as hell in Georgia. Cold as hell. Cold as hell. Um, But I hope you guys have been having a lovely week. I have not come back on here and talked about anything that has been happening recently. Because it is what it is. It was what it was, you know. But I'm back. Okay, hey, um, Honey, I just realized something Because I was about to sit up here and start this podcast And I did tell y'all December is going to be about the royals I love ending my year talking about the royal families And the main article I forgot to talk about And about, forgot to bring up Is about Pierre Morgan admitting that um the case that the the whole thing the thing about questioning the color of the baby's skin color which if you look at megan marco anything brown comes out of her she cheated okay nothing brown's gonna come out of her if she's procreating with harry okay nothing genetically black okay just like she's genetically black but she does not look like a black woman and this is no shade at um of of the duchess of sussex at all but pierre morgan came out yesterday and it was crazy because i said i was gonna start my podcast in december about the royals and i'm over here trying to sit up here talk push some of this tea with diddy But I want to talk about this briefly because next week I'm going to talk about a lot of situations dealing with the Royals. We're going to, of course, talk about the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. We're going to talk about the Duke and Duchess of, is it Cambridge now? Is it still Cambridge? Is it Cambridge or is it something else? Wales. The Prince and Princess of Wales. And um, I'm going to talk about the Princess of Kent. Prince Michael of Kent. His wife in her ways. And then I'm going to end it off because I will be starting a whole series um, on Jack the Ripper-like crimes. And I want to talk about the conclusion that... the movie from hell made about jack the ripper so yes i have plans and we're gonna go buy it but um before i get into diddy and before i get into shine and y'all over here dragging shine and talking shit about shine and why shine looks the way he looks and i think his 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 life will speak for it um i want to talk about this whole thing with pierre morgan first and foremost pierre you're messy you're messy He said it was Prince Charles and and the Princess of Wales, Kate Middleton, who questioned the skin tone of the baby. I don't believe, okay, had to make sure my mic was on. Um, I don't believe it was Kate Middleton. I feel like this is the situation to where it's like, okay, if I'm going down, this bitch is going down with me. I don't believe Kate Middleton questioned the baby's skin tone. Okay? Even though she comes off as a hateful ass bitch. And she do, she comes off as a hateful ass heifer. I don't believe Kate Middleton would have questioned the baby's skin tone. Um, I heard when this all before this all came out, I heard that the questioning of the baby's skin tone came from Camilla. Or Queen Camilla? I heard that came from Camilla. I never heard them say that it was Kate Milton that questioned the baby's skin tone. So I feel like the information that Kate Milton asked, that asked about the baby's skin tone is kind of a, 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 a hard mafia nudge of, Bitch, you going down with us. Mm-hmm. No, no, people already hate you because of Meghan Markle. You going down with us they going to make my Camilla look bad. You know what happened to the last person that made Camilla look bad, right? I know y'all watching The Crown. I'm watching The Crown. I am watching. The, I watched the first episode. And, um, yeah. It is not paying Dodi Fayed's father in good light. I will also be talking about his passing as well. Um, uh, Muhammad uh, Al-Fayed, he passed away this year. think at the age of 90 something um so i will be talking about that as well but um i don't believe that kate middleton said it i don't believe kate middleton said it kate middleton is a millennial millennials we're not really like that um she might have been microaggressive or anything like that but i will say this i will say i don't believe hateful ass kate said that. i believe it was camilla (laughs) And when she's trying to make Camilla look bad, that Charles is in dead mode. You know, Charles is a Scorpio too, just in case y'all don't know. I'm talking about deadly ass Scorpios like Diddy. Charles is a Scorpio too. So he's one of the people, he would do any and everything just to protect Camilla's reputation. Because he loves her to pieces. Okay. He loves her. He ain't gonna let you sit there day and drag Camilla. So, I think that them dragging uh, Princess Kate into it was a way of saying, if I'm going down, we all going down. Shit. Fuck this. We're all going to go down. I don't believe that. But, yeah. Pierre, you're, you're nasty. You're gross. You're a gross pig. Okay? I will never like you over here. Never like you. Um, I'm going to continue with this podcast. Okay, there it goes. Right here. I saw it. It's right here. Right. I just don't feel like, I just don't feel like Kate Milton said that. I just feel like, and I will say this, this is something I will bring up in my podcast. It's about how Kate Milton all of a sudden is, is being dragged 'Cause they don't have Meghan Markle around to push around. Meghan Markle don't stay in uh stay with the Buckingham Palace and whatever's going on over there, the Kensington and Paffles and all the little spaces that they got over there. They own a whole lot of land in England. And, and Great Britain, I mean. And uh, she don't stay over there. So the best person to throw in the bus is Kate Milton. You know, oh let's put you through the ringer. Cause what we ain't gonna do is drag Camilla. This is why I believe. But yeah, that's what I think is going on. The next story um, I want to talk about is y'all done came out and said that King is not T.I.'s son. So why the hell the little boy got his personality? The little boy got his whole personality. <laughs> now, I did come up here and I said this child looked nothing like Tiny. He was nothing like Ti. But this child got TI's whole personality, okay? You can't come out your mama womb and and, and womb and not have and have your daddy's whole personality. Uh, for some reason y'all just determined to dislike Tiny. I'm be honest with you, before this whole thing happened and before I heard some certain rumors about Tiny, I never really had an issue with Tiny. I love Tiny. Um I had respect for her as a writer. And y'all keep forgetting to put respect on her name, but I don't think I'm going to go all the way back to, um, with Tiny and Toya. Y'all know Tiny and Toya. Um, Toya is Lil Wayne's ex-wife. And, um, there was a show, they were talking about Tiny and Toya, and they were talking about T.I. serving time in prison. And it's pretty obvious to me on the show, the one thing that was emphasized was that Tiny was not sleeping with no other man. Okay, Her friend was like, yeah, is in prison, so uh, you might want to take a lover. I'm just saying. They did not specifically say that, but it was very obvious to me that she was not going to take a lover. If she didn't take a lover while he was out of prison, she ain't going to take no lover while he was in prison. Um, You know, there's some things that y'all ignore about that relationship, too, but I'm going to shut the hell up and mind my own damn business. That relationship is not what you think it is. But I don't think I have to tell you that. I think y'all all already know that what's up with that relationship. I will have to tell you. You already know. Uh, but that's T.I.'s son. Okay, you how you gonna come out somebody's womb and have your whole dad's personality? Not one part of him is anything like tiny. Okay. Not one part of him. Okay. But also while we're on the topic of talking about this, so T I got caught cussing somebody's ass out. That's what we call it in Georgia. In Atlanta. That's what we do. We cuss your ass out. Tia got caught cussing out uh, a club promoter in Atlanta for a flyer that they made to make fun of his situation with his son, King. Um, y'all make money off anything. Like, y'all sit there and try to make money off the whole Carly- well, Not Carlicia. The whole Carly situation. Y'all uh Carly- Carly Russell and y'all sit over here doing club promotion with her ex-boyfriend with his stupid ass. He dumb as shit. And um, y'all sit up there and try to do a club promotion with that. No, and then y'all use a club, a well-known, hyped club in Atlanta, Rebel. Y'all know I went to Rebel. That's why I met Amorian the first time. So like. They decided to do a club, do a club promotion using T.I. and his son King's name on it. And it's a well-known club. It's a club in the Buckhead. I've, been, I've I've seen this club before. I've been around this club before. I knew some people who've been at this club or had birthday parties at this club. So instead, they turned... Of course, you got to make lemons out of lemonade. So this was a make money deal with T.I. and his son King. Because, like, you're not going to use my name or use my likeness and promote a party. Y'all getting tacky. Y'all y'all running out of ideas. I got ideas, but y'all can't have them because I'm making money off my own ideas. But y'all getting tacky with how y'all do things, promoters in Atlanta. Y'all getting real tacky. And just in case you know, y'all see this, you know, the whole argument that happened with T.I. And, and, and King. His son King. Uh this go to show you how Atlanta really feel about TI.
1: Okay.
0: This is disrespect to a whole different, a whole nother level. Like seriously. This is disrespectful. You know, they got into an argument. Y'all over here trying to do a club. Y'all trying to do club promotion and make fun of the whole situation there was nothing funny about a father and son getting into an argument in public this is something that's normal Uh, King knew what he was doing making a scene in public But yeah, this is tacky. This is tacky as hell. Very much so tacky. Let me see, is there something else I'm gonna talk about? watch this interview that Tyrese did with your buddy That's what I gotta do. Cause he and he talk about he's in trouble with his girl Zelly. But we all know what stank ass Zelly though folks. Zelly does because she thinks you got something. She wanted an excuse to get mad at you. She already been mad at you for the past few weeks because you keep bringing up your ex-wife and you're supposed to be madly in love with her. But you're not. Because you just she, you you're just pounding her pound cakes. That's all she's good for. Is getting her pound cakes pounded. That's what she's good for. That's what a lot of you motherfuckers are only good for, to be quite honest with you. Let me be straight up honest with you. You men you women out here, the only thing you're good at is sex. Other than that, you don't know you're not good at communication. You're not good at talking to people. You're just not good at nothing. You don't know how to pay fucking bills. You don't know how to count. You don't know what color the sky is. You're just stupid as hell. But I need to watch this Joe Budden and Tyrese interview because apparently Zelie is mad at him for what he said in his interview with Joe Budden. Um I don't usually entertain Joe Budden, but I'm going to entertain Joe Budden because I find it funny that Joe Budden, you know... I don't know what's going on with Tyrese I don't know if it's just a public humiliation ritual I don't know what it is I don't know what's going on I just know that Tyrese has been going through the ringer this whole 2023 okay he got this situation with Home Depot he said Home Depot's racist oh, lord My boss on Home Depot. <laughs> What's great? I have nothing bad to say about Home Depot, but he said Home Depot was racist because he sent these people that was supposed to, these contractors who were supposed to do uh, contract supposed to do um housework on his house. They he gave them his credit card to buy the the, pro- the uh, product the products that they need to fix or renovate whatever he needs to be renovated in his house. He done showed out about that. And now he wanted this podcast showing out. I gotta watch the interview. I don't know what he said. I need to see what he said because I want to understand what the hell is going on with Tyrese. And like I said, I don't know if it's a public humiliation ritual. I don't know if it's a. Uh, I don't know what's going on with Tyrese. It just it's he's just been off kilter this year. I don't know what's going on. It's hard to feel bad for an asshole because he's an asshole. I'm not going to sit up here and pretend like this man is not an asshole. You're a total asshole, sir. But it's like, I don't know what's going on with him. Um, hopefully he gets the help that he needs. Which is he needs to go sit his ass down and stare off the internet for about six months. That's what he needs to do. But I'm, I got to watch this interview. Of course, he got in trouble with his... Girl, his main girl, his pound cake. That's what she is, his pound cake. Something you just punching, you know, whatever. But it's just weird, you know. That's all I have to say about that. Um, next, there's a lot I need to talk about. Just in case you guys don't know, am um, Sandra O'Connor, uh, of, of Supreme Court Justice. She passed away today at 93. Is it me or is it you? Um, I know we just laid to rest, um, First Lady Carter, Jimmy Carter's uh, wife of 70 something years, and so now Sandra O'Connor has passed away. What the hell. And I know yes I am very aware these people are old but because somebody is quotation mark old don't mean they gotta die the atmosphere is weird y'all it's weird Um, what else I saw I think I reposted a congressman he got suspended his ass got suspended one of the topics i'm gonna talk about is these athletes because um there was a 22 year old college football player he died after workout i will be talking about that also as well these athletes passing away you know athletes are supposed to be in the tip top shape and you're only 22 years old and you you die you dying you dead that's crazy that's bananas. And um, I did not know this, but since everybody was, you know, oh my god, my neck and my collarbone is hurting me. I don't know why, but um, no, I didn't hit it or anything like that. Um, but also, so of course, I didn't know this until I like was watching YouTube and watching commentary taters on YouTube. So apparently, Jenny is not the only one that that has a lawsuit that's brewing for uh, sexual assault. Apparently, the mayor of New York he he faces a 1993 sexual assault allegation in recent court. I hope you guys are enjoying the holiday season, <laughs> because, um, like we here say in my podcast, "What you do in the dark will come to light." Y'all gonna ever get Clarence Thomas ass for what he did to uh, uh, Anita? Cause I believe it all the way, but Clarence Thomas he has like he has friends in high places over there, okay. lot going on as we speak but i want to talk about something that nobody talks about but it's it feels like people ignore and nobody pay attention to and that's the incident of new year's eve what was it in new year's eve 1989 new year's day 2000 uh with puffy i want to bring this up because y'all were talking shit about shine Y'all want to make fun of Shine? and y'all ask why Sean uh, is dressed like a politician. Um, and I'm going to talk about that today. So once again, I always love to wish you guys have a lovely day, and I hope you guys are enjoying the beginning of the holiday season. Um, we don't want y'all to overdo it. You know, it's the small stuff that counts. Like, I don't know, you being there, you appearing, you coming into the room, you walking into the room. You know, you accidentally trip over a carpet and you standing there and you waiting for me to hug you. That means a lot to me, you know. You offer me some Casamigos, even though I was on a diet where I shouldn't be drinking. That means a whole lot to me. I appreciate it. Even the VIP section with Douchebag, where you offered me me being do that, you gave me a nice cup of vodka. Which, by the way, that vodka tasted good, honey. I don't know what kind of vodka that was, but I've been craving that vodka ever since appreciate the small stuff, you know, appreciate the little stuff, people don't have to give you gifts for Christmas, just being in the presence of people you love, people you want to be around with is a blessing within itself, and I know it's the holiday season, and I hope you guys are enjoying your first day of December, um, I'm not, because I have a final exam, and that final exam can kiss my whole black ass, I said it, You can kiss the blackest part of my black ass. I am so sick of college. (laughs) This is my 80th time trying to be a good girl, trying to be a good Southern Christian girl, okay? And I have epically sucked at it. It sucks, it sucks. These teachers were hardcore this year, which I totally understand because they're passionate about the subject they're teaching. If you have a teacher who's not passionate about the subject they're teaching, that's fine. But it has been very hardcore, you guys. It has been heavy, it has been hardcore, and I never in my life, never in my life have had the hardest time I've ever had this year. The first problem is all my classes were heavy. I don't care what the administrators have to say at the college I go to. All my classes were heavy as hell. You got social science, psychology, and then you had social science, psychology, biology, astrology, English. I didn't have astrology, but I have biology. English. Y'all, English teachers be the hardest because they are very particular about you not getting your subjects and your verbs together. And it's hard because I love to write, but when it comes to English class, I'm going to bite Every nail out of my skin and pull it out. It just, oh my God. The technicality. The APA. The MLA. The Chicago style. Girl. Help me, Lord. Then y'all decide to slide in the last minute. A diversity class. I am black. I'm black, for crying out loud. Come on, and I go to a HBCU. Why are you telling me to be diverse? And then I had to deal with another crazy, hectic game. Alabama, Roll Tide, and UGA. I just came from a weekend of who that and we that and I'm going to be here in Roll Tide the whole game. But we're gonna have a good day. We're gonna stop complaining. We're gonna have a good day at work. I love my job anyway, so I'm cool. But this semester has been so stressful for me. I don't know what to do. Like I've never in my life would sit up here looking at my class and be like, you know what, if I flunk, I don't give a fuck right now. And I do care if I flunk because I really do need this psychology degree. Hell, just getting a bachelor's in psychology would suffice. Somebody help me! It's crazy, and it's like the harder it is, it's like you understand this. I'm not getting paid to go to school. This not this is no excuse to flunk your classes, ladies and gentlemen. But I'm not getting paid to go to school. The government's paying me to go to school, but I'm not. I, I'm they're not making sure I'm eating. I'm top ramming it up, honey. Then I have to use money to go to work. I might buy a whole year's supply of ramen noodles when I think about it. I need to go ahead and buy me a whole year's supply of ramen noodles. Then on top of that, I'm trying to get my own apartment. I'm trying to get my own place to stay in. And the money not adding up. So yeah, it's just, it's hectic for me, okay? Usually, I be on to stuff like this. Usually, I be on point with stuff like Diddy, and I be on point with stuff going on, but I have not been able to be on point because I'm worried about a lot of stuff. And honey, Jasmine Ray, oh my God, this, I'm just now getting some of these articles. This article is from November the 22nd. It's December the 1st, and it says, and it's from the Jasmine brand. It says Diddy, Bill Cosby, Jamie Foxx, and other high profile men are sued for, sever- for sexual assault and as Adult Survivor Act deadline wounds. Jamie, what did you do? Yes, this is old news, but yeah, it's, it is what it is. And I did not get to go see the Renaissance Tour movie. Cause I'm trying to at least get a passing grade to keep my scholarship jungle out there but today i want to talk about specifically i want to talk about something that has been on my head and why why did he's the topic of subject i want to talk about this because i've always wondered i've always thought i had jlo for this but then in the same sense when you see all this popping up and this happening then you realize why jlo stayed 10 feet away from all of this mess so, I want to I talk about this case that happened um, on New Year's Eve. And I want to explain to you what happened with Shine. And I want to explain to you why Shine is a politician now. Okay? So, Shine is not what you think he is. And the truth of the matter is, Shine really didn't need Diddy. Diddy probably needed Shine. He definitely going to need Shine now. If you know what I mean. So i want you guys to sit back and relax and to get you some drinks and snacks um for me i probably need a shot but i had a cinnamon crunch latte that was lukewarm because he chose to get two orders instead of just one i get that you need the money but my food is gonna be cold, and my latte was not hot it did not it, it it tastes like basically cinnamon milk it was good whatever but i like my stuff hot it's raining and it's cold so i want to talk about the case that happened in on new year's eve then i want to talk about shine and why y'all were sitting up here talking about him in his suit i'm gonna to explain to you why he is now a suit okay so this article is from the New York magazine and um it says Puffy Pal Pow. pow.
1: <laughs>
0: this is back when he was puffy. <laughs> okay. It says, on December 28, 1999, Sean Puffy Combs and then-girlfriend Jennifer Lopez had been celebrating a soon-to-be-released album by Shine, a.k.a. Jamal Barrow, the rap mogul's 21-year-old protege at Midtown's Club New York. They were leaving when Puffy, when Combs, carried a bottle of champagne, accidentally jostled one of the club's patron, knocking a drink out of his hand. The man, Matthew Allen, a street-tough known as Scar, you don't mess with nobody named Scar. Responded with a shove. Things escalated and one of Allen's companions allegedly threw a st- stack of money in Combs' face and shots were fired, leaving the three people injured. All right, let's start off with the fact that it did not happen on New Year's Eve. It happened a few days before New Year's Eve. So we're still in 1999. Let me correct myself. Okay. So... The scar guy shoved Then, when his companions threw a stack of money at Diddy. Now, poor people don't throw money at Diddy. Let's continue. Combs and Lopez was arrested fleeing the scene in a Lincoln Navigator with a gun in the trunk. J.Lo was quickly ab- absolved, and although witnesses said they seen Combs with the weapon, and his driver testified that his boss had bribed him to claim ownership, his legal team included Johnny Cochran. Yeah, Johnny Cocker was alive then. Created enough doubt that, de- de- that Combs was acquitted too. I don't know if you know this judge, but this person Jennifer Lopez is very famous actress. One lawyer pointed out. To think Mr. Combs is walking around with her with a loaded gun is so ridiculous that it stretched the imagination. So here we have somebody saying that Diddy had a gun and then they're saying, hey, you know, Diddy is with a very famous actress who played Selena and she's now a pop star. Why would he carry a gun when he's with an A-list actress? I thought Jenny was from the blog. In the end, it was Shine who served almost nine years for assault, gun possession, and reckless endangerment. Though he did so angrily, claiming Combs had sold him out to save his own skin. After his acquittal, Combs changed his name to Diddy. Ooh, I heard somebody talk about some, uh, you change your name when shit goes down. And Hopes are putting the past behind him, but the saga lived on for years in song. What you gonna do when shit hit the fan? Take it like a man to snitch like a bitch, Sean asked point, pointly on a track released after the incident. And naturally inspired a Law and Order episode, which aired in 2001. It was a great New York story, said Richard Swervin, who wrote the script. Of course, we had to make it a murder. The adaption, Three Dog Night, took other liberties as well. It's rap mobile G Train's famous girlfriend, a ghetto girl made good played by a Dewey, Carrie Washington, who pulled the trigger after being disrespected. He forgot who I was, Carrie, from the block, tells assistant district attorney, Jack McCoy, of her aggressor. I couldn't let that happen, not after how hard I worked to be who I am. Okay, so y'all should check the episode out. It's called Three Dog Night, and it's on Law & Order, and it happened in 2001. I don't know what season it was. Law and order been around forever, honey. Okay? And Kerry Washington is playing the rapper's famous girlfriend. Not um she, not her, the rapper's famous girlfriend. Okay? So the twist was inspired by the story real life ending is Otter. Otter. Wouldn't it be more odd? Anyway. This past December, Allen was shot to death at a footlight at a Brooklyn nightclub. So Scar was shot to death. And last month, Shine, who embraced Judaism, is in prison and renames himself Moses Michael Levi. Squash is big with former mentor at Paris Fashion Week, where they attended the Kenzo and Givenchy show together. Shine is prepping a new album for the release this year, while Combs is still smarting, smarting over 2010's Last Train to Paris, the lowest chart album of his career. Oh, as LNO's McCoy put it, At that rate, he might have to go out and actually shoot somebody, shoot somebody, girl. Not at that rate. He might actually have to go out and shoot somebody. That was 2010. We're 13 years later and um, all this stuff coming out with him. He's losing deals. He's losing brand deals, endorsement deals. All this stuff is hitting the ceiling with him. So, as you guys know, um, Shine was the one that ended up doing the nine-year bid. And he was mad, rightfully so, okay? So, y'all recently have seen Shine's appearance and he looks like a politician he his appearance is of the appearance of uh Obama, okay? I want to talk about this cuz this cuz y'all think Shine is just a rapper, y'all think Shine is just somebody that used to roll with Diddy. No, Shine is more than that. So, I want to talk about Shine's background a little bit. All right? I want to talk about this a little bit. Um, so there's a report that they did a report, um, April 29, twenty twenty three, CNW. That's the Caribbean National News Weekly. Um, they're doing a biopic, um, about Belizean rapper turned politician Shine, and it will be released in twenty twenty four. So uh, let's talk about this. It says. It is not uncommon for a successful musical artist to broaden their interest in other industries, leveraging their capital and considerable name recognition. Even the most mundane and unimpressive products can become an overnight success. Uh, He's not an overnight success, but okay, go ahead. These jumpstart jumpstart adventures are often in the field at least symbiotic to the fast and the furious life of a musical celebrity namely fashion film or establishing their label to assert more control over the artist's process. Far less common in the, in the pivot to politics, but not so much for Moses Michael Levi Barrow, best known as the rapper Shine. Okay? Grammar Award-winning lyricist turned leader of the Belize United States Democratic Party, UDP, has lived an eventful life, born in Belize City, Belize, Shine was raised in Brooklyn, shot as a teenager, then then became a best-selling rapper and writer in the United States, did prison time, disproportionate to his crime, was deported, converted to Judaism, and is now competing to be the next prime minister of Belize. Let me stop right there. They didn't do no research on Shine. Okay. Let me do this again. Okay. Oh, yeah, I got a little Scorpio thing going on. Okay. His father is a politician. So don't get it twisted. I'm looking at this right now. And it says, what, Dean Oliver Barrow is a politician from Belize who served as the fourth prime minister of Belize from 2008 until 2020. So this article didn't do their research very well. And it's supposed to be a Caribbean News Weekly. They did not do their research well at all. Shine's father is a politician. Even though, I'm going to be straight up honest with you, the way they're putting it in his page, I'm looking at a Wikipedia page. So I take everything on a Wikipedia page with a grain of salt because, you know, I know that there's teachers, there's educators out there that go to the the, 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 the page and change things, okay? Okay. But apparently, Dean Oliver Barrow had a baby with an American with a with a woman, not American woman, but with a woman. Um, and he was never never married. Two were married, so that's the fact right there. But Shine's father is still a politician, so don't get it twisted. Shine was born into the political life. Which is weird because if my parent is a politician, I'm gonna swing golly the hell out of that. I don't care. Y'all can dislike me and my family. We're gonna use our power. And I always thought that was like crazy and it's crazy that they would do an article about Shine and not mention the fact that his father was a politician but apparently Shine did not gain anything from the fact that his father was a politician granted he's about to go into the same playing field but keep in mind also they're saying that he's also running to be the prime minister of Belize okay and they're coming out with a movie to talk about his downfall. Okay. Let me get, okay. It says, it is a life worth crafting a screenplay about, about, and thanks to a partnership between Disney subsidiary ESPN, Shine's former record label, Rock Nation, and his old friend, His former regulator was Rock Nation. I'm not reading the rest of that article. Let me tell you why. Okay, his documentary is going to be produced by DJ Khaled and Roc Nation. he is not signed to rock nation i'm not going to read the remainder of that girl shine was never on rock nation I can't read an article that has information that's not true but I want to emphasize and push one of the articles I did see about shine is that he is being endorsed by diddy to become the next prime minister of Belize. I want to bring that, There those three points I want to make sure I made during this podcast. And that was, I want to remind you of the 1999 incident at the restaurant where Shine took the rap. I want to also emphasize the fact that Shine's father is a former prime minister of Belize. His father, was—he three years ago was the last time he was a prime minister of Belize and Shine is running to become the prime minister of Belize. I have a theory about that. I want to talk about that real quick. I'll talk about this, and then y'all can go in your lunch break. Now that Diddy's name is Tarnished, or Puffy name is Tarnished, or Brotherly love name is Tarnished, I don't know how many personality traits you have. I don't know how many personalities you have. I just know that you have them. And that's wild to me. But now that Diddy has been found out or has been discovered or the things he has done, I wonder if, and this is just a theory, this is not. I, this is just me. i wondering. This is not me saying this is going to happen. But if you have connections that is not in the United States. We use those connections to get you out of the United States. Because y'all know Uncle Russ uncle russ is somewhere in asia somewhere if i'm not mistaken okay because sexual he he had a large group of women that came out against him yes this was happening this happened during lockdown before lockdown happened russell simmons was on the me too movement train he was going to be in trouble okay for whatever weird sexual proclivity he exposed some young teenage girl to He was on his way to being in trouble. Okay. And so he went to. A Asian country. And I find this to be also ironic that this all is happening on the 50th anniversary of hip-hop, okay? Could it be a possibility that Diddy would be provided sanctuary in Belize if Shine wins the election? I'm not trying to persuade nobody. I'm not trying to convince nobody and nothing. I'm just telling you about what happened. And just in case you guys listen to my podcast, this is not a fictional podcast. This is a podcast talking about real life okay all right i don't know how to change it back to facts i don't know how to do that but they said it's the fictional podcast and i don't know how to feel about that i don't know how to feel that i'm labeled right there because i'm just talking about what's going on right now right Could he begin sanctuary in Belize after all this has happened to him? Because I know Russell Simmons has sanctuary somewhere else. Could he end up doing that? I mean, you know, is that possible? I did not know that uh, Russell Simmons, by the way, had vegan burgers. I want to talk about who's on a Russell Simmons list did y'all know that so one who said they've been sexually harassed or assaulted including attempted rape by Simmons Carrie Clausen Kalahi Kelly Catron Luanne de La Sep, yes the real housewife Luanne de Sep, Lisa Kirk Tony Sally Amanda Seals Natasha William Block half that whole list names was highlighted I just wonder how this whole thing is going to go down. It's like, okay, he's not going to prison and they can't press charges against him. So now what? With that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast. This is Lady Tiffany Mott, this is these walls within. And I would like to say this is the Royal December. Well, I will be talking about Royals from now on. If something pops off, it's just gonna be my uh pop culture speed round at the beginning of my podcast, and then we're gonna talk about my actual uh topic. I hope you guys enjoyed your weekend. I'm going to enjoy mine because I'm going to speak light into existence. I'm going to speak positively into existence. I'm going to have a great Christmas. <sighs> Lord, I found some devastating information. it's not devastating, but I found some information about somebody that I like that kind of hurt my feelings. But that's okay. I think I can convince him to like it. Anyway, I hope you guys have a lovely weekend. This is Lady Tiffany Ma and this is These Walls of Thin. What you do in the dark will come to light. <sighs> like I said, it's blood at this point. It's, it's, it's gushing blood. It's not gonna get no better. Diddy's not going to prison, but he might wanna hide. He needs to hide. It's not gonna go away in six months. It's not gonna go away. He needs to go. He probably gonna hide. And I just wonder if he's gonna go to the island of Belize. Thank you guys for listening to my podcast. I will be coming back on um Monday. I got some tests to do. But I will be coming back on Monday. Let me look through my calendar. I want to talk about Meghan Markle and, and and the Duke and Duchess of Sussex first, okay? Then, you know, the last one I'm going to be talking about is I'm going to be talking about the whole from hell theory with Jack the Ripper. With that being said, thank you guys for listening to my podcast. I am so so outed. Y'all stay safe. Y'all stay warm. Y'all stay dry. Y'all stay fed. Y'all stay quenched. Okay, y'all y'all keep you y'all stay non thirsty. I am so, so sorry.